All right, we are back on Linfit Coaching Podcast today. We're talking a little bit about nutrition being the foundation, okay? This is totally a cliche phrase. I know that as I say it. Uh, like, how many times have I said that myself as a nutrition professional? <laughs> but I want to dive into this a little bit today. Like, why is, why is it kind of cliche? Why do, and why do people not really respond to it? Um, why is uh, nutrition ultimately one of the most important things? Why is it foundation? Like, what does it even mean that it is a foundation? Um, so, like, before we dive into this today, like, I just want to, like, level with, like, where, if you're listening to this, like, where might you be at right now? Um, like, maybe you've been um, working out for a long time. You know, you've been working your butt off, and you just haven't really seen a lot of results as far as, like, you haven't gotten in any better shape, you kind of look the same, you're stronger, you might move better, but you haven't really gotten any sort of the, the visual change that you want uh, as far as reducing body fat or something. Or maybe you've been restricting calories for a long time, you're just sort of stuck, you're plateaued. Um, and what do you do now? Like maybe you've been dieting off and on, um, you've been kind of going on this yo-yo, sometimes you're doing really well with your food, sometimes you're not, you don't know where to go from here. Um, and maybe you're just like hearing this for the first time, you know, you, maybe you're hearing this cliche thing. You're like, is that cliche? It's the first time I'm hearing it. Uh, but you know, this, this is where you could be at right now. I kind of want to like come at this from those different angles of like, where are we at right now? Where could someone be at right now? Um, and, uh, talk about like, why is nutrition the foundation? Um, so Matt, let's talk about this. Like, why, why is the quality of your nutrition and what, what do you mean by quality? Why does that matter? Yeah, I mean, I think if we um, just take a real brief look at like the different things that are nutrition, so just carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, we, we see that each one has a role, right? And so um, carbohydrates, we need to have a balance of those for helping us with energy um, primarily, and then proteins for building muscle and um, fats for just helping your whole body keep moving and keep, um, yeah, stay healthy. So every, every part of your nutrition is important. Um, if you're going around life without part of those, um, yeah, it's not gonna, you're not gonna feel great. You're not gonna be able to outwork uh, a bad diet. You know, another one of those cliches we can throw in here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that makes it easier for me to see how nutrition is the foundation. When you look at each individual part and say, okay, well, that's why it actually matters that I make sure I eat enough protein or that's why it actually matters that I get enough carbohydrates. So. That's true, yeah. Like you see athletes or a group of people who like, let's say half of them are really trying to work at improving their nutrition in any way and then the other half is just eating Big Macs, you know, like going out to eat for fast food, you know, just kind of eating whatever they want uh, or whatever is most convenient. Um, you'll see a... a, a visible difference in how they move, feel, and look. Um, the people who are valuing their nutrition and trying to develop in that, improve in that gradually, not necessarily all or nothing, but like trying to consciously be better at their nutrition, they're going to look and feel better. Um, I think that's absolutely true. Like, like you said, like the macronutrients, uh, like what are the importance of that? Like protein is one of the foundational things of life. So protein is important macronutrient for all of our body structures, not just our muscle, but also our bone, our hormones, our, our en digestive enzymes have proteins. Um, and so like everything within our body, like if we have a deficiency of protein, 
um, then we're not going to function right. We're not going to be at our best. Um, carbohydrates, like you said, are mostly just like purely energy. <laughs> um, and so if you, uh, if you're not using that much energy, then maybe you uh, don't need as much carbohydrates. If you are burning a lot of energy, especially if you're having some kind of explosive type of exercise that you're doing on a regular basis, then carbohydrates are your friend. Uh, fats are super important, not just for energy for exercise, uh, but also for our cell membranes, you know, that help our cells uh, be healthy and everything. So uh, they're all important in their own way. And even the micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals, like if we have deficiencies in those, our body does not work right. That's a fact. There, you know, ask any doctor, ask your local doctor, uh, like what happens if I have an iron deficiency? Well, I can't breathe or function right. <laughs> um, can't transport oxygen. Um, so I get tired super easily, things like that. Um, so nutrition really is the foundation, but, um, what about like the actual foods we eat? Um, is it just a amount of like calories in, calories out? Like as long is any kind of protein good? Is any kind of carbohydrate best? Like what's gonna be the best fuel for our body? Yeah, that's uh, a pretty big question, I think. Yeah, um, yeah and I think one thing I, I wanna mention too is um, if you're listening to this, like you don't have to go from zero to 100% like perfect diet right away. Like you can take small steps and um, just continue to see progress that way. And um, in a lot of ways, that's going to be more sustainable in the long run anyway. Uh, to take small steps over time. Um, but yeah, so to answer your question, um, yeah, some proteins, some carbs, some fats are going to be better than others. Um, and really, it may just depend on uh, what you're used to eating. Um, where you're at, like what's locally available to you. Um, mm -hmm. And so, but the main thing that we, we want to strive to include more of is whole foods in our diet. And so, um, like an easy way to identify a whole food just on the fly is something that um, has like minimal packaging and is more likely to spoil um, like more quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so things like uh, potato chips would not be a whole food because um, in a lot of packaging and it's really not going to spoil for a while um, it's going to be really shelf stable um, and so like things like that that are um, fresh veg vegetables um, fresh meats um, can be really helpful to include in our diets more and more than processed foods so you're saying i shouldn't have oreos every day hey i mean if that's part of your plan then I mean, <laughs> you can go for it <laughs> yeah i mean like we're, we're definitely like realists here like we're not saying like you can only have whole foods, otherwise you're uh, a villain, you know? Uh, but like like you said, kind of the majority, you wanna have that more often than not. Uh, because the funny thing about like these processed foods is ones that have the long shelf life, the potato chips, the cookies, the stuff. If you go into a grocery store, they're kind of in the middle aisles. They have fancy, colorful, attractive packaging that uh, you want to take a look at, you know? And they're always super palatable. There's actually like billions of dollars Put into this food science industry to figure out how to engineer food to make you want to keep coming back for it um, and so whether it's a cookie or a pasta like how can we specifically manufacture this so that not only does it taste good but it's addictive 
uh, how how can we sort of activate sort of this reward mechanism in your brain? So it's like it's kind of scary. Uh, they're like, man, you're manipulating me like that. Like, why did I buy that cookie? Is it because you did that, or is it because I chose that? You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what they do with uh, processed foods. It's it's highly palatable. It doesn't necessarily fill you up because it's so processed it makes it easier for digestion, which is kind of a dangerous thing because if it's easy to digest, that means not only do you digest it and absorb it really quickly, but also that means you don't stay full very long and you absorb almost all of the calories in the food. And so that comes with a number of things. Like if I absorb almost all the calories, that means whatever's on the package is mostly what I get. Uh, and I'm going to be snacky or hungry not very long afterwards because I digest and absorb it quick. But compare that to whole foods, say whole cuts of meat, uh, whole grains, uh, fruits and vegetables, um, beans, lentils, um, starchy tubers, things like that. These are actually mostly water. Believe it or not, they're mostly water. <laughs> like our, for example, our bodies are most like 70% water. Mm-hmm. We don't look like we're 70% water, but we are. Same thing with whole foods. And there's valuable fibers. And so what's on, say, like nutrition label or on MyFitnessPal may not be 100% of what you actually absorb uh, because it takes energy to digest that. You burn some energy to digest it. And some of it just passes through your system. And so there's value in that because it keeps me fuller for longer. I get the nutrients that I really need from it and I get to just listen to my body and and how it responds and everything. So it's like, man, by eating whole foods more often, not only am I getting the energy I need, but I'm getting the macronutrients, micronutrients I need. I'm staying fuller for longer, you know? So there's like tons of benefit with that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just being able to manage your hunger and um, satiety. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, right. totally. Satiety, yeah. <laughs> so that's a tough one for me. Uh, <laughs> just being able to manage those cues well. Um, whole foods can really help with that and just helping you stay full and also just providing a lot of great energy throughout the day. So. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and I get it. Like some of us have such crazy schedules to that it makes it easier to more conveniently, you know, grab the package stuff. You know, like what would you say to that person? Yeah, I think... Uh, one thing that's helped me is just planning well. Um, so whether that's meal prepping a lot of different meals at one time, um, and then just you know spreading them out throughout the week, or uh, yeah, even like I mentioned earlier, like you talked about Oreos. It's like man, if there's one thing that you like really just you need to have that, right? If maybe for some people maybe it's a beer, maybe it's Oreos, maybe it's ice cream, you know, or something like that. That's like a, a treat. Um, you can work that into a nutrition plan. Um, you know you're not gonna want to have it like all the time um but you can have that as a part of your plan and still see progress um based on your other choices that you're able to make i like that because it's like it's not cheating because it's part of your plan exactly and it's because i hate that word cheat because that means that the rest of your plan sucks right and I mean, <laughs> if you are if you're cheating you're just gonna feel guilty and yeah. you know it's gonna like lead to more bad choices down the line um yeah. for a lot of people if you feel guilty about what you're eating then you're not going to want to stick to your plan at all. And so just like having that wiggle room, I think is really important. Yeah. 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 So true. So like for someone who uh, is, has been working out for a long time, but they're just kind of stuck and not seeing it. So maybe like working on getting more whole foods and not 
can be really beneficial and you might actually start seeing some changes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just like, you know, like you said, planning, uh, preparing ahead. It doesn't have to be like this profound, like I, I filled my fridge with like multiple meals, you know, that's like Instagram worthy kind of stuff. You know, it's like, Oh, I got all my meals prepped for the week, you know? And, uh, like that's like not that many people do that. I don't do that. I hate doing that because I don't like just reheating all my meals. I like it fresh. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a lot you can do to sort of like, maybe you pre soak some of your beans and lentils, or maybe you, uh, pre cut some of your veggies, or maybe you pre marinate some of your meats. And so that your, uh, preparation time, whenever it comes to meal time is way less. Um, and you know, for some, you might have to actually fully prepare it. And so you can kind of grab and go, um, as you go. But, uh, yeah, it depends on your schedule, yeah. right? You can, I mean, maybe for you, it's great to just have, you know, maybe a little bit prepared before and then mm-hmm. cook it fresh. Maybe that's what you want. Or maybe for some people, the, you know, the multiple days planned out in the fridge, just ready to pop and, you know, heat up. It's great for them. So just find whatever whatever works. Yeah, yeah, and we've even had clients that we worked with that like, man, they literally are so busy, like, man, they struggle to prepare food at all. And so we talk clients through like, okay, what are the best available options in your area or your regular routes that you take during your workday? Um, where are you gonna be the, your best available options? Like restaurants that use like better whole foods, you know, less highly processed oils, and refined oils and sugars and stuff. What are going to be your best natural options that you can get at restaurants or grocery stores nearby? Or like even how do you like go by a gas station, uh, like a convenience store to, you know, what are going to be your best options there <laughs> to make the most of your situation when you're on the go? Uh, because it, it's not about perfection. It's about progress, you know, and how, how can I make the most of what I have available to me? If you do that more often than not, then you're going to, you know, you're going to make progress. You're going to be closer to who you want to be. And of course, if you want to be like, you know, absolutely beyond ripped, you know, then there's a cost to that. You have to say no to things. You have to make time for your food preparation and planning stuff. But majority of people just want to be a healthier version than what they are right now, or they want to maintain a certain degree of health and they don't need to be, uh, you know, that elite athlete or that, you know, crazy six pack, you know, it's like, that's not what most people necessarily want slash need for their whole life. Uh, and so find that happy medium that works for you to get the least processed foods is going to be better. Yeah. Yeah. But what about like, okay, someone who has been dieting up and down and they're kind of struggling, um, like how do I find consistency? Like how, how can they better make nutrition the foundation, um, for themselves? Yeah, I think, uh. I think I mentioned this briefly earlier, but just having those like small, small things that you're going to do consistently, like you're like 10 out of 10, going to do it every day. That's great. And so maybe that's like a, a one that an example I use a lot is just you drinking black coffee. I'm going to drink coffee every day. Am I going to put milk and sugar in it? Or am I going to have black coffee? It's like, okay, well, that's like a simple change that um, can just lead to more consistency, more like after I feel really confident that I can do that every day, then maybe I can make one other change to a whole food and just be consistent in that. And so oh, yeah. it kind of has like a snowball effect when you just, uh, yeah, you just consistently make more and more choices and you'll start to see, you'll feel better and better. Um, you'll actually start desiring those, those choices, those whole foods more uh, than you did at first. Yeah, that's true. That's super true. Like, yeah, like just making one habit at a time. Like, so like if you're in this, 
yo-yo cycle of dieting and not dieting maybe you're having a too of extreme of mentality mm-hmm. maybe you need to f- look back and see what did you learn what was good about some of those diets that you tried and what's sort of a a happy in between that you could actually sustain you know right. maybe it's like you said like not getting calories from your beverages you know um, like your coffee you know, take out the milk and sugar um, or uh, I'm thinking about that because I'm drinking coffee right now it's great um, black coffee I love it but or you know what's a small thing with whole foods wise that, that you could do like maybe um, I'm going to try to have a serving of vegetables um, a couple meals out of the day you know add that in so that I don't have room for other things um, so it's like working on one habit at a time and building that rather than you going like all or nothing you know it's like oh I'm gonna go all in on this ah that's too much I couldn't do it ah I'm gonna have to forget it <laughs> right and that, yeah like I was, I was gonna mention that that the all or nothing mindset really just leads to burnout um, it's not gonna help you like you're not trying to live healthily for these next six months like you want to be a healthy version of yourself for the long haul um, so just having like sustainable choices that you can make um, is gonna make you much more successful at doing that yeah yeah super true yeah okay what about someone who has been like restricting calories for a long time and they're totally stuck like how is how does their perspective on nutrition and how it needs to maybe you know someone who's been restricting calories obviously is considering nutrition as being the foundation of how they can create body change uh but how can that perspective shift a little bit to find a better sustainable or even uh, new progress they've been wanting yeah I think uh, I mean like you mentioned they are already considering nutrition so that's a great place to to start is just investigating more of what that could look like to um, change what they're doing so uh, if, if something's not working um, yeah we can change things right we can try different opportunities and so um, yeah maybe for that person um, their body may just be thinking that they're constantly starving, right? Because they're, they're not eating enough calories. And so maybe um, people in that situation just need to understand that it's okay to eat some more calories. It's okay to um, fuel their body for what they actually need to do. Um, I think you know a lot more about the science of a situation like that than me. So um, oh, yeah. I'll let you talk about it for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's like, a, yeah, I can go on a soapbox. You want me to go on a soapbox? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's, it's kind of fascinating because, like, the, the, the physiology of our body is uh, it's fascinating that once you understand it, it's like, oh, my goodness, what am I doing myself? Um, and so, for example, whenever you do sort of a, a micro dose, like you, you restrict calories for a short time, you can create a change. Your body will keep functioning the way it is. Let's say you increase your activity a little bit, you restrict calories for a short period of time. I'm talking like four to six weeks um, maximum. Like your body is probably gonna lose some weight um, and you might even be able to still add a little bit of muscle uh, during that time if you're training right. So, but if you prolong that calorie restriction and you keep exercising more and more, you keep trying to make progress, what happens is your body sort of switches hormonally where it's like, oh, this isn't just like a temporary thing. I need to actually lower my engine. I need to 
decrease how much we're burning in this exercise or that my daily activities uh, or even just sitting around um, I need to lower that what's called your basal metabolic rate your resting metabolic rate is how much your body burns whenever you're just sitting around um, it's like it realizes oh man this this might be forever we're in a famine you know like we don't know when we're gonna get more food and so it's going to actually lower that set point that resting metabolic rate um, how does it do that? It lets some of your muscle mass go. It lowers your ability to uh, perform. So like that would, you would notice that because you're not able to maintain intensity in an exercise or workout, uh, or you sort of like, you're not able to finish. Um, and, uh, and so like you end up maybe sort of looking the same, um, but you're not performing the same. You might be losing sleep. You might have other signs of stress, like your joints ache. You're not able to think clearly. Um, you might be more irritable, like you get angry or upset with people easier. These are all signs of just like some energy deficiency. Your body's not getting enough. Um, and so uh, when it lowers that set point, it's also hormonally like, all right, any calorie I can get, I'm going to save it. And so what's the scary thing that happens is like someone who is dieted down hard, hard to a, you know, a certain weight that they're tr trying to aim for and they're, they're stuck restricting calories for a long time is they end up uh, possibly even reducing their lean mass and their fat mass either stays the same or increases, especially if you restricted calories for a long time and then you start eating more, suddenly you blow up, you balloon up, you gain a ton of weight. It's like, what happened? Well, it's like, well, your body was like, well, finally, we, we got some food. Let's store all of it. So um, that's, the, that's why diets like calorie restriction is meant to be temporary um, or super gradual. Um, that's why like, um, for example, like a, for a lot of clients that we first start with, no matter where they're at, if they're trying to lose weight, you can figure out like what their activity level is, where they're at right now, and then we're only going to put them in like a few hundred calorie deficit. That's so little that your body's like, meh, sure, burn it, you know? Uh, and so like by just minimally restricting over time, you're going to over time lose inches, lose weight. You might not lose that much weight for quite a while, but you're going to eventually lose inches because you're putting on the lean mass. You're giving your body permission to lay down things that are gonna increase your overall metabolism to ultimately get yourself leaner and healthier. Uh, and even if you don't necessarily make a lot of progress in leanness, you're gonna feel awesome. You're gonna perform way better. And so that's what I say to someone who's been restricting for a long time. Is like, man, maybe it's time to gradually add some back in to work at that, to you know, challenge your perceptions or even your fears that came with, you know, why are you still restricting calories? Do you feel like you have to? Um, what if we add a few hundred and see how you feel? Does your weight stay the same? Do you perform better? Um, and so that's, that's how like, man, nutrition is a foundation in the sense that, you know, it's your friend, it's not your enemy. It's not something we need to be afraid of, paranoid of, um, nutrition is, you know, it's our ally, you know, we want it to benefit us. We want it to be, um, if we're giving ourselves the proper clean fuel stuff, that's not so highly refined and processed, our body doesn't know what it is. Uh, if we're giving it that clean fuel it's going to reward us back we're going to feel good and function right right yeah I think uh, 
one of the things that always just shocks me about what you just said is that our body will reduce lean muscle mass and store fat. Um, that just, I mean, it makes sense that the muscle is expensive calorie-wise for it to maintain, but that still is a, that just blows my mind every time I hear that. So, but yeah, that's uh, some good advice, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, man. Well, I think we've uh, we've talked about this one enough. Uh, we'll probably definitely revisit this in future podcasts whenever we get other questions and feedback about you know why is nutrition in the foundation? What do you mean by that? Um, and we want to keep communicating more clearly on this. And so, uh, if you got questions for us, like shout out to us on Instagram, Caleb.Linfit.com or um, Linfit Coaching on Instagram, or uh, even message us through the website, Linfit.com. Uh, but also, man, if you if you guys like this, if you love this content, would you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts? Give us a five-star rating and a review. That really helps us a ton. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, give us a review, share it, like get the word out there. If you feel like this benefited you, it could benefit anyone else. We want other people to know about it because we're doing this for free. We want to put these out there for free with no ads and we want uh, people to really benefit from this. We want systemic change. We want people to have a different relationship with food and their fitness. And so that's our ultimate goal in Lifit Coaching is to add value to you and to benefit not just an individual, but the society at large. So good stuff, man. We'll revisit this again. Sounds good. <laughs>